Hi, and welcome to NASIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C., where the famous D.C. humidity is in full effect. Today, we're talking with Katrina Flory, CIO for the state of Ohio. Yes, on today's episode, we'll get to talk to Katrina about some of the great work happening in Ohio. Let's get started. Katrina, welcome to NASIO Voices, and thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Katrina, thanks so much for being here. Um, before we get into what's happening in Ohio, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to the role of CIO for the state. Sure, Alex. I would say that I am a proud public servant. I am a government nerd. My family will tell you that. Uh, I worked for the county and college, so Franklin County and Columbus, Ohio, and the state of Ohio uh, right after graduating from Miami University. Uh, I came to DAS in 2000 under then state CIO Greg Jackson. And I was engaged in policy, you know, change management strategy side of things for many years, serving as, you know, you could say right hand or chief of staff or a deputy role for multiple state CIOs. So I had great experiences working with all of them. I wouldn't trade that for anything. And then I was fortunate that when Irvin Rogers decided to take his talents to the private sector, I had the support of the administration from the governor, Governor Dwine, Lieutenant Governor Husted, Director Dam Schroeder, and current DAS Director Madden to take on this role myself. So, you know, I've been around for a while and and I can appreciate government. I understand, you know, how things work and I love the state of Ohio. Wow, that's great. Well, your your experience speaks for itself, but I think governor sign-off certainly always helps in in a new role in state (laughs) government. (laughs) Great. So um, broadband expansion is really top of mind for a lot of us these days, and Ohio is making some really great strides in this area. We were wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you all have done that and what your plans are to continue expanding broadband services um, in urban and rural communities in the state. Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, you know, I've had a lengthy career in state government. I became engaged in the broadband issue back in 2007, actually. Uh, You know, we recognized the need to close the digital divide, especially for Ohioans in Appalachia. And, you know, there were a number of federal initiatives at that time, including BTOP and things like that, that helped them, you know, move the move the needle a bit on middle mile and things like that. Um, and then Governor DeWine established the Broadband Ohio office within our Department of Development. It's led by uh, Peter Voderberg. And this was the first time that we had a dedicated team to support this effort. We recently were able to award $232 million under our broadband, our residential broadband expansion grant program. Um, we're leveraging assets, state assets, including the towers from our our radio, our multi-agency radio communication system to the extent possible. We're developing a strategy for the bead money that's coming out. Also partnered with Lieutenant Governor's workforce efforts uh, to ensure that we have folks with the technical expertise to make it all happen from 5G and fiber optic technicians to tower technicians. So we also, Peter leads a multi-agency work group, subject matter experts from higher ed, K-12, the Governor's Office of Appalachia, from our Innovate Ohio team and from, from OIT, it includes me, and we gather monthly and we talk about strategy. We work with private sector entities as well to get feedback and direction and you know, I think we've made great strides and will continue to do so. I told Doug Robinson at one point that I really hope to see broadband drop from the state CIO top 10 priority list because we've actually solved the problem. It's been there <laughs> so long. We just need to check the box. Got it. Thank you. So Ohio recently received an incredibly prestigious NASIO award in the digital government category for your efforts to improve digital government, self-service tools, and improve account transparency. What was the motivation behind this project and what made it so successful? 
Oh, thanks. I mean, yeah, we did. Um, and we were very excited to receive that award. Look forward to more awards. Yes. Uh, but the Ohio Digital Experience was our first iteration of our efforts to be the leader in the areas of digital identity, security and privacy, and intuitive user experience. Uh, the goal was built upon and rebranded as the Innovate Ohio platform. Uh, and that, that includes our, our identity system, OHID, um, in January 2020. And kind of as, as you know, everyone became aware of the global pandemic, we started the third iteration of enhancements, OHID Next, which brought with it new self-service tools and user account services. Really through the pandemic, the, de the Department of Health became kind of our poster child, um, leveraging all aspects of the platform, um, from analytics to the user experience to the secure identity and we continue to see growth and adoption in that space. We build on that success with our Department of Job and Family Services. We recently integrated the Ohio Job Insurance System um, with OHID to help combat fraud. And we recently integrated with Ohio uh, Bureau of Motor Vehicles as Ohioans will have the opportunity to renew driver's licenses online for the first time starting in July. So we continue to build on it from there, um, as well as the public-facing websites that agencies have, making sure that those are accessible, making sure that when Ohioans come in to a website that that they feel comfortable, that they know it's it's the state of Ohio, that they don't have to know your table of organization to, to find a service. So we'll continue to build upon that. Yeah, that's great. And can you talk about successful partnerships and collaborations between your agency and other state organizations to provide IT services? Yeah, absolutely. Um, collaboration has always been at the heart of our efforts. You know, we're not centralized. So the agencies each have an IT staff. They each have a, a chief information officer. But collaboration has been a focus for us. You know, it's the only way that we're going to be able to serve Ohioans more effectively. We're going to be able to leverage our resources. We're going to be able to identify better approaches uh, and foster teamwork and work as one team with one goal for this state. Um, our collaboration efforts have evolved with our agency CIOs through our multi-agency CIO council. I also have a technology advisory council that I meet with weekly. They lead technology groups of those CIOs. And we also have innovation committees so that we've got folks from IT that are able to participate, help um, set direction, you know, provide feedback, all of those things. We also work with the workforce through our joint IT committee, and that's with our, our largest employee union, OCSEA. Uh, we work with our customers, and we're building out and maturing our business relationship management approach from the data center and those services. We also work closely with higher ed. Ornet, the Ohio Academic Resource Network, provides our network backbone and our internet service. They participate on the, on the broadband work group I mentioned previously. And we leverage each other's contracts as well, from VMware to VoIP services. Uh, it's really about alignment and communication and that's how we get the buy-in for our strategies, um, how we move things forward. You know, we're always looking for those opportunities to work with other agencies and meet our mutual goals. That's amazing. And I, I know it can be a challenge for states if you're not centralized. So it's, it's it great can. that you've been able to develop those relationships. Yeah. So also, you know, there's so much going on in Ohio, obviously, and while I'm, I'm sure it's very hard to pick just one or even just two, but um, we'd love to hear about any other kind of priorities moving forward or successes that you'd like to highlight in the state. Yeah, sure. Um, we talk about cloud smart often in our cloud strategy. So I have a cloud governance strategy RFP coming out soon. Everyone that heard me say at NASIO would that it would be out in May. They know it wasn't out in May. So it's it's coming out. And procurement has assured me, 
you know, they're getting the, the I's dotted, the T's crossed. And it's really next, what's next for us on our Cloud Smart journey, making sure that we have the pieces in place from a governance perspective to be successful in supporting the agencies. And we'll continue also to expand Innovate Ohio platform functionality on all three pillars. As I mentioned, you know, data analytics, we're doing a re-platform effort. Um, user experience, we continue to onboard public-facing websites and digital identity. We've got over 2 million Ohioans with a citizen identity today, and we're looking at what's the next iteration of that. You know, our Lieutenant Governor Husted hasn't been shy about his goal that Ohioans shouldn't have to walk into a government office to get the services they need. And we're working with agencies to make sure that they can securely deliver those services wherever and whenever. And we also want to ensure that if if you do choose to go into a government office, it's an efficient and pleasant experience as well. So what kind of services can we implement on site as well? And then, of course, security is always top of mind and ensuring that we have the resources and tools in place to protect Ohio's systems and data. You know, we're at the ready. We've got folks, you know, committees working now to get ready for the IIJA cyber grant rules to be issued. So we're just waiting for that to come out. And then our current IT strategy runs through the end of this calendar year. So we're working on our next iteration of that. So a new strategy document will be out later this year, probably after the election in the fall. Great. Well, I will also just use this opportunity to say NASIO is also waiting for that guidance on the state and local grant. And uh, as soon as it's out, uh, we will get it out to yes. everyone. So, so thanks for giving me that opportunity. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes, waiting with bated breath for sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, Katrina, it wouldn't be a Nasio Voices podcast without a special segment we call the lightning round. Ooh. So we're going to ask you three fun questions about your life outside of work. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, great. Question one, what's the best advice you've ever been given? I would say is breathe. Just take a deep breath. You know, I'm a pretty even keeled person anyway, but but you need that assurance. Just take a deep breath. You can do this and ask the question. If you don't know, it's likely that someone else doesn't either. You know, don't be afraid to ask the question. Absolutely. Very helpful. Okay, what's the best movie you've seen recently? Okay, you know the answer probably already. It's Top Gun Maverick. I'm going <laughs> yeah. out there because I am of the age that I saw the original film in the theater, you know, with my friends. So, uh, yes, it is definitely ah. Top Gun Maverick. Amazing. All right. Well, I may have to get Greek food tonight after hearing that. Uh, Well, Katrina, thanks so much for joining us today and and letting us learn more about the state of Ohio. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to NACIO Voices. NACIO Voices is a production of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back in two weeks with more great state IT content. See you soon.